Miracle night. Need a miracle? Your miracle is here today. Right now. Welcome to Miracle Night. Your miracle is here. Your host, Prophet Jason Leopard. Hello, Garcia. Hello, hello, Facebook family. Hello, podcast family. Hello, hello. Wonderful to have you guys tonight. Wonderful to have you guys tonight. Let me turn this music down right quick, guys. Okay. All right, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go into something right quick. And and I wanna teach you guys tonight that this is something God wants me to do, so I'm gonna do this. Uh, this is something that God wants me to do, and then we'll get to praying for people. We'll we'll pray for people tonight, and we'll see the power of God move. Y'all want to do that? Yes, let's do that. But I want to follow God right quick, and I want to give a, a quick message tonight about attitude. Guys, we can see the miracles of God. We can see the prophetic working. We can see these things, but if we don't get taught and we don't learn, we won't grow. So I'm saying? So... Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge is no good. Knowledge is no good. Listen, my people perish from what? Lack of knowledge. What knowledge? The knowledge to know how to right stand with God. Now watch this. I'm going to teach something tonight, and some of us need to be taught, guys. I know y'all come on here, well, I'm going to get a word from God and a miracle from God, but guys, sometimes you need taught so you can grow. Who wants to grow in here tonight? Anybody wants to grow? Anybody wants to go to a higher level with God? I guess nobody. I guess nobody tonight. Nobody's responded. I don't know about you, but I want to go to a higher level with God because I can understand who God is, what God does, and how God looks at me. That's right, Kent. That's right, Newberry. That's right. Amen. At least I know y'all want to go to a higher level with God. Now, I'm going to teach you something tonight, okay? This only take a minute, then we'll go to praying over people, and we'll go to prophesying over people. God told me to prophesy, too, tonight. But tonight is a teaching night. This is something you got to learn. Who knows if you don't read the manual book, you won't figure you won't figure nothing out. I got a motorcycle out there and I read the manual book on that motorcycle to see how that motorcycle operates or else it's going to put me in danger and I could probably die. So, all right, here we go guys, y'all ready? You ready? All right, here we go. We're going to be talking about attitude tonight. Attitude versus altitude with God. If we don't change our attitude, our altitude will never get nowhere. Watch this. The children of Israel didn't make it, some didn't make it to the promised land because of their attitude, right? 
All right. The Holy Spirit spoke to me this week, and he said, Jason, my people's got to straighten their attitude out or they're never going to get nowhere with me. And he reminded me of the children of Israel where Moses took them to the promised land. They what? Complained? That's an attitude adjustment. They wasn't satisfied where they was. Come on. They always, well, we should have stayed back in Egypt, and they complained. That's an attitude. When you're, I don't know who on here has got kids, but I'm going to share you something. It's just like your kids when you give them things. Watch this. When you give your kids things and they complain, what what it makes you as a parent, what, what do you want to do? You want to take it back from them. Why? Why do you want to do that? Because you feel as a parent you deserve more honor than what they're giving you. And when they complain by what you do give them, and they, they, they almost look like they're not happy and content, that's an attitude adjustment. Come on. See, God's constantly looking at our attitude. Moses told him, watch this, Moses told God, God, I cannot go to Pharaoh because I can't speak. And the Bible says that God's anger was kindled. That means he was getting frustrated at Moses. Why was he? Because Moses was cutting the attitude with God and trying to get out of what he was telling him to do. How many of us done that? God, you know I can't do that. You, you know I can't do that. And God, your attitude to what God is calling you to See, you got to change your attitude about things. You got to say, God, I might not can do it, but I can learn. Lord, what you're calling me to, I might stumble at it, but I'll be okay if you'll help me. See, that's what Moses should have done, but he didn't. He tried to get out of doing what God told him to do, and he finally said, okay, Moses, because you can't talk, I will give you a spokesman, Aaron. So now Moses couldn't get out of it at all. See, God will always give you an option, but you know what? God really don't want you to say no because there's nothing that he calls you to that you cannot do. Did y'all get that? There's nothing that he calls you to that you are not able to do. He's called me to do a radio station. He's called me to run a motorcycle ministry, riding holy with God. Look here. Let me show you guys something. You think I know how to do all this? That's our motorcycle ministry outreach. Listen. You think I know how to do all this stuff? Listen, I build our websites. He called me to it. I build our app. We got an app coming up on uh, Android. You can go to our app and, and come in. See, this is what we're doing here at God Saving Ministries. This is the kingdom Radio, this is God Saving Ministries. We do a radio station 24 hours a day. That's what I'm talking on right now. Guys, we got so much ministry coming out of here. We're fixing to go live pretty soon. We'll be live on our big camera back here. So we'll be live in the studio here. And we got this studio here, the big beams behind us and all this stuff. So, you know, we do a lot of stuff here at God Saving Ministries. And I'll be honest with y'all. 
I was kind of like Moses. God, I can't do all this. And God said, son, I gave you the ability. Don't ask me why or how. Just do it. And see, a lot of you are questioning God. This is a prophetic word going to you right now. You're questioning God. I can't. I how. When I got time, Lord. And God said, I didn't ask you that. All I asked you, when you got, he said, well, Lord, I tell you what, I go do it. This is what, this is what Moses said. Lord, I tell you what, I'll go do it. He said, I'll go do it. But Lord, you got to understand something. I need this. And that. He, he was using every excuse in the book. And the Bible says the, the, the Lord's anger was kindled. That means he was getting frustrated at him. But our problem is, and that's what I'm writing my book about, how to get, I'm telling you, when this book gets published, guys, I want you to get a copy of it. God laid on my heart to write a book about uh, uh, meeting the desire. How do we meet, how does God meet our desires? You got desires, you know. And the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will fulfill your desires. But the problem is we don't want to delight in him. That's the problem. See, we don't want to do what God wants us to do first. We want God to fill our desires, but we don't want to fill his. Mm. Maybe stepping on some toes tonight, I don't know. But it's the truth, guys. We always pray about, oh, Lord, bless my family. Oh, Lord, bless this. Bless that. Oh, Lord, do this. Oh, Lord, do that. Oh, Lord, do that. We got a Christmas list for God about this long. But God asked you to do one thing, and you can't do it. Hey, I want you to pay your tithes somewhere. Oh, Lord, you understand, I can't do that, Lord. I can't afford to do that. You got to understand, Lord, we ain't got no money. Oh, really? But you just asked me for a big old Christmas list. I tell you what, don't, don't just stop there. I want you to go and be a part of that ministry. I want you to start helping that ministry do things. Oh, Lord, I don't have time for that. I got this going on and I got this. See our attitude. See our attitude, what we have? Our attitude's not going to get us anywhere with God. See, your attitude should be adjusted to as, hey, God, you know what? What do you want? You know, I get up every morning now and say that. I say, God, fellowship with me today. And God, if you want me to do anything from you, you just tell me what to do today because you're in charge, God, and I don't care if you ever bless me again. I don't care if you heal my wife. I don't care if you keep us from COVID. I don't care, God. What I care is, Lord, what do you want me to do this morning? Attitude adjustment. We're in the Bible tells you to seek clothes, where in the Bible tells you to seek houses? Where in the Bible tells you to seek these things? Nowhere. Matter of fact, he says in Matthew, seek you first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Who are you going to seek? God, number one. Number two, seek his kingdom. Seek his righteousness. That's all you seek. You don't ask God, well, Lord, you know, I need this today, and I need this. Let me tell you something. My kids can come in my house and not ask me for one thing. 
Not one thing. When they come in my house and honor me, and that's all they do, it makes me want to bless them. Watch this. God don't want a Christmas list, folks. You know what God wants? He wants you to do what he's called you to do, number one. Number two, he wants you to seek him and run after him and find his will for your life. And find how he works and find how you can right stand with him, seek his face and quit seeking his hands. What did Second Chronicles says? My people that are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face. How do you seek God's face when you got your face in the things? My God. How do you seek God's face when your face is involved in everything? Well, God, you understand. I need you to heal my husband. Lord, you understand. I need you to do this, Lord. I need you to do that. See what attitude we got? We have an attitude of a Christmas list. God is not a Santa Claus, folks. You don't make a, you don't make a list for God. God makes a list for you. My God. And when you start living this, I'm telling you, Newberry, God's blessings will hunt you down. You don't have to hunt blessings down. They will hunt you down. Mm. Well, sister, you know what? Obey God and do it anyways. God will help you. Now watch this. I'm going to teach you guys how to stand with God and how God will cause blessings to fall your way. And matter of fact, Newberry, you won't have to never ask God a thing never again. He'll know what you think before you even thought it. Because the Bible also says he knows how to do exceedingly and abundantly, and above, you can ask or think. So God knows how to do it anyways. He don't need you to ask him nothing. All he needs you to do is seek him with all within you. Say, God, I want to get to know you. Who wants to get to know God in here tonight? I'm telling you guys, we got to get this in our spirit because we, see, see what I'm saying? You've got to come to class to get taught. Who wants to get smarter in here now? I want to get smarter. I want to get smarter in here tonight. I don't want to walk around in the devil. You know why a lot of you struggle in areas in your life? Because you don't read the instructions. You don't read the instructions. The instructions has been in front of you the whole time. You just don't read them. The word of God will keep you from sinning. Come on. You got money problems? Who's got money problems in here tonight? I can solve your money problems. Y'all want to pay me $150 an hour? I'll cancel you and solve your money problems, and I promise you, you'll come back to me and say, Jason, I've never been broke ever since you told me this. Never been broke. I, I can cancel you right now and show you how to stop your money problems. Ask my wife. 
Has me and my wife ever been broke? Nope. Has me and my wife ever went without? No. Have we ever lived an abundant life? Yes. We do right now. I never had money problems. 24 years ago, I made up my mind that I was going to tithe and I was going to give and I do what I preach. Come on. I do what I preach. And I can promise you this. If you got money problems, I can solve your money problems tonight if you will decide to obey God in that area in your life. You got depression problems? I'm glad you come here. I can solve your depression problem. Wow, I'm Dr. Phil, ain't I? I'm better than Dr. Phil. Guys, the instructions all in the word of God. It's right here. And let me tell you something. Our attitude about things have to change before we change. If you never change your attitude about things, you're never going to change. You're never going to experience the power of God in your life. Listen, the Bible says they're always learning, but they're never coming to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? What was Paul saying when he stated that? He said they're always learning, Jason, but they're never coming to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. What, what is that saying? They never want to accept the truth of change. They don't want to change because they don't want to change their attitude. Some of these Christians that I meet have the biggest attitude you ever seen in your life. They do. They complain about everything they got. Well, you know, this this job just ain't good enough. How much you making? Uh, $18 an hour. Let me tell you something. Why don't you just praise the Lord for that job? And you know what? Why don't you just say, God, you know what? Thank you for this job, Father. I'm going to do my best at this job because this is a job that you gave me. Let me tell you something. If anybody knows about complaining, this old boy right here does. I used to complain when I got up in the morning and when I laid down at night, and you can ask my wife, the more I complained, listen to me now, the more I complained, the worse it got. That's another attitude adjustment. Guys, we can't have bad attitudes with God. Listen what he says in Matthew 5. Jesus speaking, Seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountains, and when he sat down at the disciples, came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, see, that's another attitude adjustment right there. Everybody's running, oh, I want a miracle, Jason. I want a word from God. I want to, I want to, I got to have a now time word. I, you know what? My word to you is you need to sit under a ministry, and you need to start learning. Because if you learn if you get taught, you know what my favorite favorite place in, in church was when I was growing in the Lord? My favorite place was Sunday school. I love Sunday school. You know why I love Sunday school? Because it challenged me. It challenged me to do different things in my life. You know, it challenged me to get in my word myself. A lot of you need to get in the word yourself. 
Praise God, Newberry. Praise the Lord, sister. See, that's what I'm talking about. Be grateful for what God's gave you. $20 an hour job and went making 13 hours to, to, to 20 hours. Wow, that's, that's wonderful. And God will continue to increase that, sister, if you'll continue to obey him in your finances. I'm telling you, you increase that, Newberry. Just continue to obey in your finances. I'm telling you guys, listen, it, it, it's, let, let me share something with you guys. I, I just want to share this. Tithing is not a you're going to hell deal, okay? You're not going to hell because you're not a tither. But you're definitely not going to walk in the blessings of God if you don't sow no seed. I'm telling you guys, I know what I know. Because actually tithing began with Jacob. At, you remember Jacob in the Bible where he fell asleep on the rock and he saw the angels just sinning, sinning. Let, let me share something with you. And, and, and Jacob woke up from that rock and he, he poured oil and water over that rock and he said, I'm going to call this place the house of God. And, and that place that God met him in a dream, on that rock he called the house of God. And here's what he said. He's the first one in the Bible that mentioned tithing, period. And that's where tithing began. And it was out of a relationship that Jacob had with God and that's, that's what I'm talking about, guys. It's a relationship time with God. You know what I'm saying? You're not giving to me. You're not giving to ministry. You're giving to God and you're showing God, you know what, God, you've been so good to me. You've, been, you've blessed my kids with food. you blessed me with health. And let me, let, me, let me just share something with you guys. Me and my wife has went this whole time, knock, I ain't knocking on wood because we're blessed of God. Me and my wife, and we do take vitamin C, D, and all that stuff, vitamins and stuff, to keep us healthy away from this coronavirus. But let me share something with you guys real quick. We've been so blessed, we've really not been out of work that much at all with corona at all. She's had corona one time, but she didn't suffer with it much. I ain't had it yet. Thank you, Lord. Yes, we do take care of our health. We take a lot of vitamin C, drink orange juice. We do that daily. And we've been doing that before corona even started. But I thank God for the wisdom that he gave me to take care of my body. Here's what I'm saying in a nutshell. I think God has protected my finances because I am a tither. I am a giver. I, I, I give offerings too. I, I, I give. When God says give, I give. But that's an attitude adjustment that we need to change from because one thing about it, people's got a thing about the church. Oh, churches just want your money. See, that, that is a lie going out. Satan is sending that lie to ministries, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Let me tell you what money can do for this ministry. I'm going to tell you. I'm not after you money. I care less. I'm just trying to get you blessed, guys. But I'm going to tell you what money can do to this ministry. I can reach more people when I'm on uh, uh, more networks, and that costs money. That costs money, the word network and all this stuff. 
when I can get bigger platform television and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to get famous. I, I'm not trying to say that. I could care less about being famous. But I can reach more people with more money. Why? Because I can use money to utilize the gospel of Jesus Christ to reach the world for Jesus. You see what I'm saying? This right here, this right here was 40 bucks. 40 bucks to make just one of them. I got 10 of them. We ordered them. Guys, that stuff takes money. Now you say, well, Jason, what is that patch for? It's to put on back of a vest because we got a motorcycle ministry we're doing. But what is what is all that about? It, it's about showing people God is riding with us. It's reaching people for God. See what I'm saying? That stuff costs money to feed people. We feed people. We're, we're fixing to do big, big cookouts and stuff. So I hope a lot of you are near us. Y'all can get involved and help us. We need servers too. So we do a lot of stuff in, in tithing, and in, in, in your tithe helps do all that. So see, what I'm saying is you're telling God, God, your tithe helps do all that? Yes, it does. Guys, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not, I'm not getting rich, King. I could care less about that stuff. But I'm going to tell you something about that as well, too. That's another scam people has, too. Satan has told them so long, oh, that minister wants your money. Look at all them cars. Let me tell y'all something. What is it any of your business what the man of God makes anyways? And I'm going to tell you something. If I was in this full time, I would get a salary, guys. I'm just going to, tell, I'm just going to be honest with you because I got to live, too. But you know what? If God blesses this ministry, so be it. It's still not none of your business what I get. Why? Because the tithe belongs to God. It don't belong to you. So see, we got to adjust our attitude on things, guys. See, Satan has got our attitude out of whack with God. And that's why our attitude must be adjusted. Because our attitude is going away from the word of God. Nowhere in my Bible tells me that it is any of your business where the money's going. It, it, it's not. I had a lady on here. Uh, I forgot when I was talking to her, but we was talking about this issue about knowing where the money's going. It's not none of your business. If it's God's money, then why is it any of your business? God can do what he wants with his money, right? And if, if the money is God's, why is it any of your business? Think about that. Why is, it, why is it any of your business if God said bring all the tithes into the storehouse, but if it's God's tithe and it's not your money, then why are you telling God where, where, where you can put it? See, I'm going to tell you guys something. This will help you out. I tithed in the church for 10 years. I'm going to share a testimony with you right quick. 10 years I tithed in the church faithfully. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, I did not get no blessings. Now, you got to concentrate on the tithe. If you ain't getting, I don't know why I'm going off on this, but I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost, okay? I'm just going to follow the Holy Ghost. Maybe there's people on here that has attitudes about tithing. And I'm trying to adjust your attitude tonight. Well, the Holy Ghost is, I'm not. But listen, 10 years I gave to this church. 10 years. I did not get one blessing. Newberry, Gray, I, I didn't get one blessing. 
I kept telling God, I said, God, your word says, prove me now that I might not pour you a blessing now. I never got blessed. My, bro my oldest brother walked in the church, gave $50, and I've been giving for 10 years in this one church. He gave $50, and the next day, God blessed him with a $32,000 job just out of $50. And I said, Lord, I got jealous. I ain't going to lie to you. I got so jealous over him. I said, Lord, I've been giving 10 years at this church. And you haven't blessed me like that at all. Matter of fact, you haven't blessed me at all. You know what God spoke to me? I said, God, why? He said, I didn't ever tell you to give to that church. My God, my God. Now, I'm not telling you not to give to ministries, guys. That ain't what I'm saying. So don't, don't, don't go off here and say, well, he told me not to give to No, 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 no. A storehouse is somewhere God is working, okay? God could be working in this ministry. God could be working over there in that ministry. It don't matter. Wherever God's presence is and where you're getting fed at and where you're growing at, that's where your tithe belongs. It don't belong anywhere else. It belongs where you're growing in God at. Come on. Now watch this. Because Jacob felt the spirit of God when he was on on that rock, and he called it the house of God. So see, wherever God has communicated with you at and talked to you at, that's where your tithe belongs. Now watch this. Here's the ball kicker. I gave to that church 10 years, and God said, I never told you to give to this ministry. Matter of fact, for 10 years, I told you to start tithing in your own ministry. But see, I had to do an attitude adjustment. What was God telling me? He said, I've told you to tithe in your own ministry for 10 years, and you never have. I said, Lord, but you don't understand. That's selfish. He said, why is it selfish? Because God saving ministries is not your ministry, it's mine. I said, okay, God. Okay, I, I got you. So if it's not my ministry, then Jason don't run God saving ministry. Guess who runs it? God. He just entrusted me to run this. Now, you don't have the ability to kick me out of God's ministry. Come on, somebody. Now, we preaching good tonight. You don't have the ability to tell me what to do in God's ministry. Guess who does? God. He's the one that called me to this ministry. He's the one that can fire me, and he's the one that hired me. You didn't hire me. You didn't, you didn't hire me, so you can't fire me. So that's why my ministry is not run by people. It's run by the anointing of God. This is going right over y'all's head tonight. So anyways, guys, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Tithing has really blessed my life, but tithing will not bless your life until you listen to what God and where God tells you to give. When I started giving to my ministry, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to finish this testimony up. When I started giving to my ministry, ask my wife in there, our finances started going like this. Everywhere we went, blessings were chasing us down, and it still is today. Ask my wife. She's right in there. She'll testify. She will text it right on here. She's a witness of what God has done in our finances. Guys, I didn't get this stuff out of no magazine. 
This is manifesting right now in our lives. We got a brand new truck. We live in a log cabin, beautiful log cabin. God, have we always had this stuff? No. Listen, me and my wife had cars with duct tape on them and everything else. God has blessed us because we're walking in obedience. It ain't about your tithes, guys. A lot of people, well, I'll give my tithes. I'm going to give them down at the church down here. Did God tell you that? Because if God didn't tell you that, then you'll never get blessed, and he will never rebuke the devourer for your sake, and it will not manifest. Listen, if you're tithing, it must manifest. It said you'll be blessed going in, blessed coming out. Listen, it will manifest. We got to listen to God, folks. You don't, and, and this is what God told me with the time. I said, Lord, so you tell me my brother got blessed with $50 to the offering plate. He said, yeah, because you wasn't listening to me for 10 years. I never blessed you, but I blessed your brother because he obeyed me. He said, 10 years, you've been, you've been not obeying me. You've been doing your own thing with it because when the tithe is the Lord's, it's none of your business where it goes. A matter of fact, you got to submit to God and say, God, wherever you want this, I'll sow it, Lord. This is your money, and I'm going to put it where your money belongs, whether I don't like them or whether I don't. Come on, boo. But who knows? It becomes our money. We control it. Now, I know that kind of ruffles y'all's feathers a little bit when I start talking about money. Let me tell you something, man. Satan has put a scheme out on the body of Christ, and it's really hurting ministries. You know, I, I don't care. God loves a cheerful giver. I, you know, I, I want to see you guys blessed. I, I'm tired of seeing God's children walk around in lack. When God didn't tell you to walk around in lack, tell you guys, God's blessed us, and, and, and really, I don't need nobody's money. I'll be honest with you. We, we've been blessed. Uh, we got tithers in here that tithe in our ministry now. And I don't really, but like I say, I just want to see you guys blessed. Attitude. Now, a lot of people, they got an attitude. I saw this fellow on TikTok the other day. They had an attitude. Jesse DePlantis said something about giving and money. I knew what Jesse DePlantis was saying. He was saying that the body of Christ needs to start tithing more to give us the ability to reach more people for Christ, give us money to go out there and, and, and reach more people for Christ. I understand that. As a minister, I understand what he was saying. But this guy got all tied up in his in his panty wads, and he he just misunderstood the fellow what he was trying to say. And that's what people do when they get to hearing about tithing and giving. They get misunderstand when they don't even have a clue what tithing and giving is all about. So that's attitude adjustment. And this is what he said in, in, in uh, Matthew 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit for those of the kingdom of God. Who's poor in spirit? Who's poor in spirit? The people that don't know Jesus is poor in spirit. So just because you got a lot of money don't mean you're rich. But if you got a lot of money and you know Jesus, you're rich both ways. Blessed are them that mourn, so they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek shall inherit the earth. Watch this, guys. 
Blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after rights, they shall be filled. So these are attitudes Jesus was talking about. You can be blessed if you hunger. <coughs> if you hunger after God, you can be filled with God. Did not say that? Blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are the merciful, they shall what? Attain mercy. You know why people don't have mercy in their life, God's mercy? Because they don't have mercy on nobody else. Attitude, adjustment. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What's pure in heart, guys? Do you, you understand what pure in heart is? Is it because you're sinless? Is it because you're pure in heart? No. You're pure in heart because you see things God's way. Come on. That's what makes you pure in heart. Matter of fact, David had a heart after God. He run after God. But was David perfect? No. So who shall see God? How, how does God look at pureness? Because David knew God's heart. That's what made him pure. Whew. Right over y'all's head. So the pure in heart will see God. Who will see God? Somebody that knows God's heart. And the Bible said David was a man after God's heart. How would you be after something if you didn't know his heart? So was David pure in heart? Oh, David messed with Bathsheba. He had a lot of problems. Guys, we all fall short, but do we know him? Do we actually know what God likes? Do you know what God dislikes? Do you know God? Well, I know his word. And I, you know how you get to know God? Get in your Bible, folks. Get in your Bible. Then you'll know God. Come on. Heaven and earth will pass away, but what? My word will never. You want to know God? Learn what he did in the Bible. Learn how he was in the Bible. Come on. It's very easy, guys. The manual book is in front of you. Watch this. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called what? The children of God. God wants us to make peace with people, guys. If anything in you, try to make peace with everyone. That's right, Newberry. You got to have a personal relationship with him. That's right. Mine's so personal, sister. I asked God the other day. I said, God, you like smelling stuff? He said, I sure do. He gave me scripture to show me that he likes smelling stuff. And you know, guys, God's got a big nose. Oh, Jason, you're talking about, hey, he's personal to me. He's that personal. God showed me his nose, and God's got a huge nose. Why? Why do I say this? Because he is made in the likeness and image of us. And he showed me scripture because he showed me the tabernacle in the Old Testament where they put the table of incense in there, and he loved smelling stuff. So there you go. God likes smelling stuff. See, man, y'all too religious. 
Get out of your religion. God is a person just like me and you, and he wants to have a personal relationship with you. That personal. Matter of fact, Newberry, he's going to give you a dream tonight, sister. God spoke to me that. He's going to give you a dream tonight, sister. Blessed are them that persecuted for righteous sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are man when man shall reveal you and persecute you, and all manner evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Great is your reward in heaven. So they persecuted the prophet, so they'll persecute you too. Attitude check. I'm going to share something once again, then we'll pray, guys. I got a Harley-Davidson, 2017 Street Glide Harley-Davidson sitting outside here. No, I didn't buy it with tithe money, <laughs> okay? So all of you doubters and all of you powders and all of you people that, oh, he's a preacher, he's on Facebook getting money from people, Come on, man. That's a lie from the pits of hell. I bought that with my own money. I work. Hello. I got a darn good job. God blessed me with it. And yes, I do tithe. And you know what? When I go in this ministry full time one day, yes, I will take up a salary. And it's none of your business. I'm sorry. I work for God. I don't work for people. That's right, sister. You don't read the Bible enough. But what I do is when someone gives me a verse, I read the whole chapter because I feel I feel like people can use a verse to make it fit their agenda. So I want to make sure what it says. That's right, sister. You got to search the scripture. You got to search the scripture. But just remember one thing, Daniel. Daniel. Remember one thing, sister. You cannot read that Bible without the understanding of the Holy Ghost. And, and I'm going to tell you something. I, I like what Billy Graham used to say when he got in the Word of God. He would lay his hand on it. He said, Lord, teach me. Matter of fact, I talked to a, uh, a um, Mormon. I don't know if y'all know who Mormon people are. Matter of fact, this guy had a lot of knowledge about the Mormon Christianity. He, he was top-notch in Mormon Christianity. But God told him to read the New Testament, and they got Mormons got their own Bibles. As a matter of fact, he, he started reading his own Bible. And, 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 <laughs> and God told him to read the New Testament. Anyways, he got saved and everything. But guys, that, that's not what I'm saying. We need the Holy Ghost to give us understanding of that word. You cannot read God's word without the Holy Ghost. What am I meaning by this? If you're saved and you're baptized into the body, and I don't know why I'm getting on this, but I'm going to get on it. If you're saved and baptized into the body of Christ, which you've confessed your sins and invite Jesus in your life, that's good, that's wonderful. You're baptized into the body of Christ. You're a new creature. Behold, all things become new. You get the water baptism. You you know you show your outer appearance to people, and you get saved. We know the steps. But the last step you must seek is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
A lot of people don't teach this because the baptism of the Holy Ghost, what changed my life the most, Danielle, is this. When I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I got the evidence of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says you have to have the evidence to have the ghost. You can't have shoestrings without the shoes. Come on. Now, I'm going to tell you something, sister. When I got the Holy Ghost in my life, I began to understand these scriptures a whole lot more better than what I read in the flesh. Now, watch this. The Bible says, let no man teach you. No man. Let the Holy Ghost teach you. The Holy Ghost does what he he does because he, he, he gave man the inspire to write this word. Why couldn't he give you the knowledge to understand this word? See what I'm saying? Because one thing we got to understand is, one thing we have to understand is the church never come to manifestations in Acts 2. Read Acts 2, sister. If you don't believe me, I'll challenge you to please get in your word and read chapter, Acts chapter 2, all the way to 3, 4, 5, because here's what happened. In the beginning, in the beginning, there was no church. All through the Old Testament, there were no church. Even when Jesus walked this world, there was no church. Hear what I'm saying here. When Jesus walked this world, there was no church. No, sir. He was building the church between the 12 disciples. Watch this. When he left, he said, I'll go away, but I'll send you a comforter. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. When he goes away, he sends the comforter. Now, who's building the church now? Jesus never built the church. The Holy Ghost did. In the book of Acts, it said they all was in one mind and one accord, and the Holy Spirit fell in that room. And the Bible said fire come upon them like cloven tongues, and they, they started speaking in another language. That's where the church began. See, my friend, let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost is here to build the church of God so we can be ready for that rapture. He's here to build us. So if you don't have him, you'll never understand this word. So number one, you must be saved. You must confess the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. You must be. You must confess him and invite him in your life and the forgiveness of the sins, you got to get baptized in water. Listen, you must show this outer appearance to the world and show it. And then Jesus said, even when Jesus was here to John, he said, John, I want you to baptize me because this is the right thing to do. <coughs> but when he baptized him, he said, I need you to baptize me. He said, no, you baptize me because this is the right thing to do. If Jesus done it, we have to do it. So here's the thing, get saved, get baptized by water, and then seek the baptism of the Holy Ghost because then you'll start growing. Why? Because he will give you understanding of this word. People read this word all the time, Danielle, and they don't understand what they're reading. They will never understand it because they don't have the Holy Ghost. Now, are you going to hell because you ain't got the Holy Ghost? No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. 
The Holy Ghost was there to help you and guide you and comfort you. But don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost when you ain't got the tongues because you can't have the Holy Ghost without the tongues. That was the evidence that the Holy Ghost came. That's like telling you I got shoes with no shoestring. Guys, he's here. If you want him, you can get him just like that. If you are saved and you repented of your sins and if you ask Jesus in your heart because the only way to the Father is through the Son, not through the Holy Ghost. You've got to get Jesus first before you get the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's do it the right way. Remember Jesus said this is the right thing to do? Even Jesus done it the right way. Read it for yourself. Read it. I challenge you. I love to get people in the word of God. Why? Because I don't want you to listen to nothing I say. I want you to search the scriptures for yourself. And Danielle, that's a good. You keep that up, girl. Keep it up. Don't take nobody for their word. Get in the word yourself. That's a good concept, sister. And that's why Paul said, I'll search the scriptures myself. That's right. But just know you'll never understand that word without the Holy Ghost. I promise you, you won't. I don't care what you do. You can go to all the Bible colleges in the world. You'll never understand true revelation from God's word without the Holy Spirit. All right, guys, I'm going to go off this podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in.